With breaking news and political commentary from a public servant, serial entrepreneur, community leader, philanthropist, and American patriot, and a darn nice guy, it's time for the Grassroots Truthcast and your host, Gene Valentino. Hi folks, Gene Valentino, and welcome to another edition of Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. You know, every once in a while we break away from the social and heavy political issues and delve into the personal lifestyle and manner and patterns of individuals, which are often very revealing. Our guest today is a Mr. Mark McCleskey. Mark is a political consultant. He comes to us from the Annapolis, Maryland area. What an, an interesting background. I know he's pretty close in age to me, so we've swapped a few stories in our conversations. And we met Mark through a political campaign. Uh, Bill Moore, who's running for United States Congress, is uh, represented by Mark McCluskey in his drive as a Republican candidate in Congressional District Number Seven, oh. I believe, in 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 Virginia. And uh, we wish Bill the very best. And uh, after the show, we'll make sure we get right the links and contacts to you for Mark. If you'd like to do a deep dive on Bill Moore, Republican candidate for Congress in the seventh district of, of, of Virginia. I have, um, I have usually focused on the political issues and the social issues, but today Mark brings to light a lot of interesting insight. And so what we're going to try to do today is focus on what is the chemistry in today's political campaigning? What does a political consultant do? How do they manage a candidate? What are they up to? What are their responsibilities? What do they have to do to get this guy or gal to win an election? Mark, welcome aboard. Well, thank you, Gene. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today. The first thing I'd like to say is that the reason, the biggest reason I'm here with you today is I want to put out a, a notice to everybody who's not happy with what's going on in our country, to give me a call to stand up for your country. That's what I do as a national political consultant, is I reach out and I develop candidates. A lot of the candidates that we're getting today, it's amazing who they are. It's like it's 19, not 19, it's like it's 1775 again, uh, where back in 1775, people were coming off the fields and the farms and they were saying, you know, how do I load this gun? You know, how do I, who do I shoot at? Those things. Today, it's very similar. And we, we're having people come in from all walks of life, and they don't really know the political process. All they know is that they don't like what's going on in their school systems. They don't like what's going on in their cities and their states and federally. Mark, that brings up an interesting point. Before we get into the specifics Back on the social political for a second, what's happened in this nation that's caused such an uprising recently with all of the discomfort we have in the election, the election process, and the stupidity of us? We must be stupid people to be electing some of these people. How is it that some of these people are even getting into office? Well, I think there's a machine at hand that's putting them there. I think that we were asleep, busy worrying about our day-to-day -day lives, and then we woke up and the house is on fire. 
And that's kind of where we are today. And uh, it's true, I'm isn't thinking. it? It's yeah. true. We've we've kind of said, well, I liked it, Charlie. Let's let him do the job. And only to find out that once he went, went through those doors into the hallowed halls of Congress, he uh, transformed into something we don't recognize anymore. That's right. That's right. And uh, and really, today we're talking about the science of political, the political marketing of of, of politics. And uh, like I said, the purpose of my interview today is to try and encourage new candidates to step up and be part of this. Today, we're going to explain really the you know the the basics, the mechanics of how it works, and it really all starts with somebody that's interested in getting our country back. And I get involved with them all the time through the conventions I go to, through the people I know, phone calls that I make. I actually do uh, telemarketing calls, reaching out to candidates that are running for office. And uh, the first thing that I say to them is that we help our candidates raise money and spend it in a way that dramatically improves their chance of victory. And that's that's what I do. What do you mean by that? How do you bring forward a candidate that can really win based on merits, not your political chicanery? Well, basically campaign chicanery, I should say. Yes, indeed. Well, that's that's another conversation. But 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 on the ground, what we do is uh, the first thing that I do is I sit down and and see how serious you are about it. And then I I put you in front of my team. We do Zoom calls and uh, I introduce them to every every piece of my business. And the first thing we talk about is fundraising. And we have a list that we think is the best list in the country. Our donors donate multiple times a year, multiple thousand times each time. And uh, these are patriots that are out there that, you know, they've decided that they've got enough money. They don't want to actually go do the work, but they'll certainly fund the work. And that's what we reach. So we build their, their campaign coffers. And then from there, we begin working with them on strategies. And, and to go back to the fundraising side is we have fundraising specialists. We have three of them that I work with, and they sit down with them on a weekly basis and teach them and coach them how to talk to this client list. We have everything computerized. Our candidate doesn't have to worry about remembering when to call them back. We do all of that. And we also coach them on who the individual is and what football team they like and uh, what are their hot buttons. And then when we see them about ready to donate, we actually reach in and help them bring that donation in. Mark, one of the concerns I've always had in politics and it's sort of a chicken and egg situation is how do you get out ahead of a candidate and ask for money when the only thing you can say about him is he's Democrat and liberal or he's Republican and conservative. And but but the but the the donator, the donation comes from a person who really doesn't know the chemistry of that person. John Fetterman, U.S. Senator in Pennsylvania, comes to mind. Why is it so much money was able to be raised for a guy like that that is totally incompetent? Well, once again, that's the machine that I talked about. You know, they vote and they, 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 it's, it's really a hive mind as far as I'm concerned. But what I was going to, the way I was going to answer that is that Kevin McCarthy makes every phone call himself. And the phone calls are everything. And the, the candidate himself has to get on the phone and make the ask. And uh, 
and they present their story. And, and it's all about taking our country back. Well, you said you said you had a team in place that is actually going out and making the campaign solicitation for the candidate. Isn't there some sort of understanding that the donor would like to have? Where does he stand on abortion? Where does he stand on the issues of Ukraine? Where does he stand on the border and the balanced budget issues? Uh, the election process, just to name a few. Don't don't these don't people donating want to know who the heck they're giving their money to, whatever's left of it these days? Absolutely. And and it's always the, the candidate that makes the calls. There, you know, there's really no way to enter into this this political arena if you're if you're not gonna have the courage to get on the phone and start asking for money. And most people that we know have a hundred thousand dollars in their cell phone, you know, with the people they know. Yeah, it would seem to me that in today's world, the old days of going door to door, kissing the baby and shaking hands is obsoleted by all of the new social media techniques and the electronic availabilities. But uh, I'm an old fashioned dog here. I, I, there's nothing like going up and shaking the hand of an individual and, and looking them square in the eye and saying, hey, here's what you're getting. Would you please vote for me? Does that still go on in today's world of politics? Yes, it does. And I know you did quite a bit of that yourself when you ran for office. The, the, uh, we have a walk, we have what we call a walk app. And I think right now would be a good time to explain our methodology of how we do that. Many times we're faced with being outspent 10 to one against the Democrats. And so we have to be super smart and uh, super cagey on how we do it. And the way that we do that is that through our big data, we look in and we can go into the voter rolls and we can find out who the undecideds are and who the soft Democrats are. And if you know anything about politics and voting, it's always the undecideds that, that swing the race. So if you can find out who they are, we go in, we find out who they are and we hit them with digital, we hit them with text messages, we hit them with, with website ads, we hit them with Facebook ads, and we hit them with what's called OTT. And OTT is it shows up on your TV set. In most counties, 50% or more people are cord cutters, and they don't watch cable anymore. So we can match up the, the, the router. We can go in and find out who these undecideds are, and it shows up right on their television screen where you're using Hulu and streaming and all that. Would you say that one of my biggest concerns when I was running for office, I was, it wasn't a, a, a national office, it was local county commission office, 65,000 people in my area and knocking on doors was a big deal to me. I prided myself on the fact that I reached 12,000 doors in wow. one campaign. And I, I'd attribute that to having won the election. I didn't have the kind of money needed in the millions to be able to run ads and just saturate the community with with different sorts of paraphernalia and TV and radio. So it was a door-to-door -door campaign. And at the time, one of the biggest things that stuck, stood out was the fact that we made so much personal contact. How does an elect how does a candidate today get that personal contact to so many people, notwithstanding the social media and all the electronics that are available, how important, I should say, is that ability to reach that person individually? 
Well, they do that with the walk app that I talked about earlier. And then we tell them which doors to knock on. And in the walk app, we're doing the same thing that I just described earlier, where we find out who the undecideds are and the soft Democrats. And we'll say, knock on this door, go down 10 doors, knock on that door, because if they go through the doors in between those doors, they're going to be walking, they're going to be talking to somebody that's a staunch Republican, they're going to vote for them anyway, or they're a staunch Democrat, they're not going to vote for them anyway. So they're really wasting their time talking to them. You know, they've got to really be spending their time, you know, converting the, the undecideds into soft Democrats. So, so they do do that. And then we also have door knockers. You know, we have a field that we have a, a company that we use that, that actually sends out a team of door knockers and they use the same walking app that, that I just described. One of the biggest concerns I think today is not only the strategy in the field and the strategy of raising money, but the strategy of dealing with your client, the client, and I'm just as guilty of it. I had a campaign manager myself and I know better than you how to run my campaign, Mark. (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek, you know, darn well, you're the political, Mark's a political consultant, folks. He's handling campaigns at the state and federal level nationwide. So I yield to his good judgment. I'm very lucky to have, we're very lucky to have him with us today. But Mark, what do you do with the candidate? The candidate often goes down a path of, I know better than you. And when, and it seems counterintuitive because in fact, sometimes the man campaign manager or his staff is not on their game or does not have a complete grasp of the specific issues. Now, how many races have you won and how many races have you lost? Uh, we've won over a hundred campaigns in the last three years, all conservative. And then to answer your question on the candidates, when they, when they come in the door, they're all that way. You know, they want to go down and talk to the VFW. They want to, they want to go to all these speaking routines, but what they're doing as they're, they're preaching to the choir everywhere they go. So they're wasting their time. All those people they're talking to are going to be voting for them anyway. And, and where, we, where we struggle trying to communicate with our clients is that we find that they want to, they want to do the fun stuff. And, and the only way you're going to win is by doing the hard stuff. So we try to pull them away from the fun stuff, which is all the, you know, going, going to the different places and speaking to people that are probably already going to vote for them anyway and have them making these these telephone calls to our donors. That's Do you find it necessary to warn the candidate not <laughs> to be absorbed by the money? So here, Charlie here has got a, has got a $5,000 check to give you, but Jane over here has $200 check to give you. But Jane is on top of a network of people that might yield so much more of a gain for that political consultant, for that candidate, excuse me. Yet the candidate has been distracted by by the money and not looking at the network of acceptance, introduction and presentation, which yields acceptance by the electorate. Yes, that's very true. A lot of times. You know, and I heard you say this the other day, and I've heard it on on a lot of podcasts that, you know, I need I need one hundred thousand dollars, but it needs to come in five five dollars and twenty dollars and twenty five dollars and fifty dollar donations. 
because the people that are also sending the money are also voting for you and talking about you. So what is what's your biggest challenge with the candidates? How do you manage? How do you take them to a victory? Presuming they're well-founded, based, anchored well with good principles and policies and position statements that they, they, they really show the passion they're going to get in there and achieve, but some don't know how to get through that door. How do you guide a political candidate to come to that understanding? Well, we win 90% of all races that we do where we have the most money. Like if we, if we can outspend the, can, the, the, the Democrat, we, 90% of the time we can win. And so what does that, that mean? That means that, that our candidate has got to be a fundraiser. He's got to be a telemarketer. It's it's a hard job. It's not the fun part, but 80%, he's got to be spending, depending on level of race it is, if it's a congressional race or or a top Senate, state Senate race, he needs to be spending, you know, 40 hours a week on the phone asking for money. Because what happens is, is we get the money in and then we digitally go after the voters. And yeah, but- what I described earlier. Yeah. But Mark, how do you do that? I mean, if I'm a new guy running into politics and I want to put my hat in the ring, I'm a little intimidated about how do I know what your position is on given issues? I've got a list of a thousand names I'm supposed to call to raise money. I don't know where they stand. How do I know they're going to be receptive to some of my policies or positions? Well, that's that's the beauty of it. Our fundraising team and our associates have all of that. So what they do is we say, you know, this is John Smith. You know, he's a Republican. You know, school boards are important to him. You know, the the CRT piece is important to him. You know, all of those things. So when they talk to him, they know exactly how to hit their hot buttons. Some of the uh, politics scares most people and is where people come away with the feeling that politics is dirty and uh, and 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 not very becoming. I tried to go in there holding my head high when I ran. Yeah, I tried to raise money and I did. I knew in the back in the back I had a little extra reserve of cash I could use to maybe get me over the finish line. But I always and and all my consultants and advisors said just go out and raise money. And I that was the most nauseating thing to me. Don't tell me about raising money. I'm more interested in sharing the principles. I remember the early days of Abraham Lincoln standing up on the soapbox and 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 espousing certain policies and principles as shouting from the top of his lungs to as many as it could hear him within the block. And he never knew how to ask for money. It wasn't about it then. It was about principles. Today, I've got to ask for money. And I find that so repulsive at times. And you know what I say to some of those people when I was campaigning? I said, you know, don't tell me about the money that you think I'm going to ask you for because you can't own me. You can't own me. Sell me on your idea. Sell me on your position. Convince me that you're really in need to see this policy or position get activated, like a constitutional amendment to protect our term limits for those that don't have it, or voting procedures or the border. Talk to me about principles you would like to see established. 
talk to me about something that you need done in terms of a levy, a dike, or something in your infrastructure in the region. But don't try to buy me. If you try to buy me, it nauseates me. In fact, I'm going. If you sell me on your idea, I'll be the best dog in the fight you ever had, and it won't cost you a dime. How about that? Very cool. Well, for starters, Abe Lincoln lucked out, and nobody had telephones back then, so he didn't have to <laughs> or social media calls. And uh, and he did lose, I think, three times before he actually won an election. Good point. Um, <laughs> but you know, it really it really gets down to making the phone calls and. And, and, and building, you've got to have money because today there are telephones. Today, a lot of people don't answer their telephones today. So, so that therein comes, you know, the Facebook and the social media and, and the, uh, the website ads, the display ads, the, the OTT on the television. So the candidate today has to deliver his message digitally. digitally and that's where all our digital comes in. We're the best of the best of digital in the country. We have a lot of general consultants that actually come to us for our digital. But today it's a different game. You can walk around and knock on doors using our walking walking app, and but that takes a long time. And fundraising, it's fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. It's money, money, money. And whoever yeah. has the most money is the one that's going to pretty much win. The only the only difference is is we we generally find ourselves outspent ten to one, and that's why our methodology of going after the the undecideds and the soft Democrats and hitting them with as much lead as we can put on those small amount of targets to swing the race. No, well, wait a minute. Now you you say you're winning. It's all about money, money, money. But you're being outspent ten to one. So, we have uh, so what are you what are you doing right? Well, instead of spending, instead of contacting everybody, you know, instead of spending all your money contacting the Republicans that are going to vote for you anyway, which is a lot of money to contact them, or kind con- trying to contact and convince the Democrats that are hard Democrats that are never going to vote for you anyway. So, so we we take our money and put it all on the undecideds. And the soft Democrats, the ones that we with the with 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 our heart and our hand telling our story about how we want to save America in the school boards, in the, the district races, the, the federal races, to to convince them to actually go to the polls and vote for us. Well, my question was a setup. You're talking about raising money, and I understand all that, but you must be doing something outside the scope of money if you're winning again, if you're being outspent 10 to 1. There must be some unique capability on your part that brings that person over the line for victory. What's what's Do I, do I dare ask, what's the secret sauce? Well, please do, because I, I've really been talking about it all the way through, and I know you're looking for another answer. But it's our digital. It's our big data. It's, it's you know, the group that I work with are all millennials and a lot of them are Gen Zers. And if you look out, you know, there's probably 40, 40 other companies out there that do the same thing we do. Most of them have been around for a long time. And they're old guys like you and me that, you know, send things in the mail. Yeah. And yeah. these young guys with, with, the, with, with the digital, that's how... That's how we do it. 
is we really, we, we go out there with our big data and we're able to go into the voter roll and find the undecideds and the, and the soft Democrats. And Morton Blackwell, who I know you know Morton Blackwell, Leadership Institute, I'm a, 10, a 10X graduate there. He will sit there and tell you for an hour and a half, it's always the undecideds that call the race. And they're the ones that know the least. We're talking with Mark McCleskey, a political consultant from the Annapolis, Maryland area. He's representing a friend of mine, Bill Mower, who's running for Congress in Virginia, Virginia, Congressional District Number Seven. Speaking of raising money, a plug for Bill. If anyone's looking to contribute to Bill's campaign or would like to know more about Bill, very interesting Republican and conservative with good principles. Contact Mark. We'll make sure you have contact information of Mark from this show. Mark, you want to throw out a website, an email now, or whatever? Well, I, I'll make it very simple. My name is Mark McCleskey, National Political Consultant. We help our candidates raise money and spend it in a way that will dramatically improve their chances of victory. And my phone number is 410-956-5050. 410-956-5050. I am here for you 24-7, 365, and I mean that. Mark, that's very good. Uh, you, we talked about... Uh political influence in the state of affairs today. How do you find campaigning today with all of the issues before us, serious issues before us, issues that affect our constitutional republic and this thing we're trying to work at preserving called a democracy? How do you, how do you find candidates worthy of this challenge? There the candidates just kind of come, they, they come to us because they woke up. You know, these are the same people that were asleep while the Democrats did their magic and they're waking up out there. A lot of them are parents and they have children, daughters in these school systems. Loudoun County in Virginia in particular, that's where that case where the, the boy put on a girl's dress and went in a girl's bathroom and and raped the girl, and the, the father took it to the school board and had a pretty tough time. So these mama bears out there, they're waking up. And, and if you're messing with their cubs, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm very we, we, yeah, we certainly see the pendulum swinging back the other way. Speaking of the mama bears, we're seeing a lot of them introduce themselves as candidates as well into Congress. And some of them are rather formidable. Some I think should retire, but in other senses, there's a tenacity in their spirit that wants to preserve this Republic. And you want to throw out any names you've represented that fit, fit that mold? Well, we've talked about Bill Moher and he's going after Virginia district seven. It's, it's, it's a, it's a race. I think that he's going to win. Bill has a lot of money behind him. He's got a lot of donation coming in as well. And I really think that Bill's going to win that seat. What's, uh, what distinguishes Bill from the crowd? What distinguishes Bill is, is his tenacity, is that uh, he, he, he doesn't let people, you know, baffle him or he, he, he recognizes BS when it's coming his way. And, and he fights. He's fights. He, he's, he's a real fighter. 
You know, sometimes it's important. And and Bill's a friend of mine, too, so I won't I won't pick on him. Well, I will pick on him. (laughs) He's a friend of mine and I love him dearly. So that's why I'm going to pick on him. But he uh, is there a tenacity in his spirit that sometimes is there a, is there room for consensus with political candidates? You know, you want to take on a fight, but should you know, you got to pick you got to know when to use a feather and you got to know when to use the hammer. Yes, that is correct. And that goes on in Congress all the time. But but Bill doesn't have a feather. I don't think he's ever seen a feather. I don't think he knows how to use the feather. He's a, he's a hammer and we need hammers today. Well, that's well stated. And that's why I support Donald Trump. I wouldn't say he would get an A plus in finishing school, but but I do think that he is the alligator we need in the swamp to mitigate some of this reckless behavior. Is and that's a good point. Do you, the candidates do they realize the scope of authority vested in them versus what they're going to have to fix outside of them through consensus and and compromise? Well, I think the person that goes in is the same person they've been all their life, and they're if they're a hammer, they're going to be a hammer. And Donald Trump is a hammer. And we need a hammer because, you know, our country's been taken over and we have to take it back. And I think we will take it back. But it's going to it's going to require Donald Trump and people like him to step up to the fight. And then that's why I'm in it. I'm in it to, to help gather the candidates that will step up to the fight. We're talking with Mark McCleskey. He's out of the Annapolis, Maryland area, and he's representing candidates from all over the nation as a political consultant. If you have such a need or a friend who has the need for such a need, please feel free to contact Gene Valentino at Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast or Mark McCleskey. Mark, you want to give us your contact information again? Yes, once again, my number is 410-956-5050-410-956-5050-247. And you're, you're, do you have a website or an email? No, I just, that's, that's, that's just all. That's kind, good enough. That's good enough for right now, right? Okay. Mark, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on another one of our Grassroots Truthcast episodes. As I said, my guest today has been Mark McCleskey a political consultant. We're glad to have you with us, Mark. Thank you very much, Gene. It's been a a very wonderful 30 minutes with you. Thank you for the privilege to be with you. Great. See you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and God bless America.